When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to talk conference realignment. We are going to talk Philly B taking on the world. We're going to talk which coaches besides Sean Miller that Jason Shear would like to have at Arizona for the next five years and a smorgasbord of other things. Hello, Shear. Philly just scored again. During that intro, Philly just scored. By the way, the deal was if Philly B scored eight points or more, Shear had to come on again today. By the way, um, uh, by the way, 10. Philly B had eight when we were last talking. He's up to 10 now. All right. Brad Rich, by the way. Brad, you're better than this. You're smarter than me. You should have known this. Good afternoon, Mike Luke. I was thinking about yesterday when you said you hated people with two first names. I think you have two first names as well. Duh. Brad, I was making fun of you, Brad, or I was making fun of the concept. So there you go. All right, Sheer. First, we're going to talk a little conference realignment right here. News that is broken from Ross Dellinger that there is something to be with linear concepts involved with uh, uh, Pac-12 on a board meeting today and that they would like to have something else done by um, the Pac-12 media day, which we have been told uh, would be the drop dead date by many people. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen there, Jason Shear. Very nicely worded statement by whoever Ross's sources. And I like Ross. It has nothing to do with him, but it was linear concepts. What does that mean? What kind of concept is it? Is it one or two games on an, you know, on a network? Is it, what does concept mean? And then it says a general framework. Well, what's a general framework? Is money even included in that general framework? And then something more specific by media day, how specific something to sign, like it's, it's a perfect statement because it's so open-ended on literally everything. But the one thing I'm confident saying is that unless something crazy happens, there won't be a deal by media day. And keep in mind, we were assured that there would be a TV deal done by media day. And that is not hap- that does not appear to be in the cards right now, which leads me to believe that there are more problems involved here than maybe some of the uh, the optimistic folks would like you to believe. Well, it's going to be interesting because Wilner, who who I respect, has been consistent. He said it again today that it would be a nightmare if there's no deal by media day. And I'm really curious if there's no deal by media day, how Wilner reacts to the whole situation. Well, because keep in mind, though, uh, by the way, Sheer, you're looking sharp today. A lot of people giving you a lot of compliments right now, my friend. I shaved yesterday for you. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, I was going to say. Sheer actually has an Al Capone look at times, dude. We were at a wedding one time and he looked like he was out. <laughs> Capone just sitting there like in his like Phil Jackson big chair. Um, but this is what it basically comes down to, though. Um, we've been hearing this nonsense left and right. It's like me continuing to tell people that I'll be bigger than Jacob Franklin at some point. It's at some point you're going to have to see it to believe it. I see Jacob Franklin shaking his head right there. I'm shaking my head as well. Who knows? Maybe it happens. I hope it doesn't. But all, the fact that we're now looking past Pac-12 Media Day, possibly. Come on. And I do wonder if, like, because everyone has started to say the new narrative is that the Pac-12 schools won't leave unless until a deal is presented. 
maybe the accelerated process is, hey, you better present us a deal. And so now he's scurrying to say, okay, I, I got to present these guys a deal or else they're going to leave. I mean, that's something that we're not paying attention to either. Now, the question is, how does Canzano spin this? Does Canzano spin this, that this is going to be a linear deal? As he told you, don't worry about the times. Don't worry about the statutes. This is what's going to happen. This is easy. He's going to say that ESPN laid off half the network today in order oh, to get more money for the Pac-12 deal. Easy. Dude, Sierra, that's why we have you. All, that's why we've had you on three times this week. One time pinch hitting, the other two times were uh, uh, actually scheduled. Jacob Franklin was supposed to come on this week. Jacob Franklin, look at me right now. There you go. Jacob Franklin wants to join the chat. Jacob Franklin, hop in here. <laughs> come on, Jacob Franklin, hop in here. Why? Jacob, Jacob Franklin was making fun of me earlier today. I was. Here's the deal. I told Jacob Franklin, our esteemed producer, I said that, uh, did you have to leave the meeting because the grownups were saying, and then he says, I'm the one with the kid, Mike. Jacob, I didn't like that. But is there a lie spoken there? There's definitely two grownups here and one and one child. I'll let you guys figure out who the child is. Two people uh, can put together their own television stands. Oh, hey. Oh, that was a cheap shot. <laughs> what he's talking about is the television stand behind me. I paid for somebody and he was here for eight. He's here for eight hours to do it. And it was during a U of A basketball game. And so he asked me if he could stick around to watch the second half and the post game show. I'm like, dude, get out of here, man. It was very annoying. Jacob, that was a good little, good little <laughs> sneak diss right there. We like that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting a All right, Jacob, you're dismissed. Thanks. Right um. All right. So that's kind of where we're at with the conference realignment right there. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not really a, uh, you know, I'd like to go to the Big 12, but, you know, who knows? I will say, though, that the fact that we're this far along and that we're still talking about maybe there's something by Pac-12 Media Day, sheer that does nothing for me. No, does nothing. Just I'm at the point, just show me the deal, man. Just get this done. I'm exhausted. It's been a year. Uh, just get it done. You know what? I don't. You know what? It's funny. All the Pac-12, and we're going to have my guy Tony Altimore on on Monday. Your guys, Sheer. Um, I here's my thing though with uh, all the people that bash Brett Yormark. They always say, "Oh, he's always talking. He's always back channeling. He's dealing." Dude, he gets done what he wanted to get done. All of these guys here at the Pac-12 keep talking about a deal, and then they keep spiking the football, and nothing happens. I don't like that. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Be about it right there. That's where we're at. All right. Now, speaking of a guy that's about it, let's talk a little bit about Philly B. But first, you might think to yourself, where could I watch Philly B this coming year? Philly B, you can watch him at the Tap and Bottle Away Game watch parties right there. We've just lost two viewers once we brought up Philly B. Don't like that. Come back. Um, but again, Tap and Bottle watch parties downtown. Scott and Rebecca, as you know, do a great job. And you can come to the down or the Northwest location. You can also see me there at times. And uh, again, just great stuff, and you can drink four peaks there as well. Um, all right, now let's talk a little bit about Philly B. Tough outing against France, a lot of turnovers, but here's the thing, dude. When Magic Johnson's going one on five against the Celtics, do you really expect Magic to be Magic? Look, all I'm saying is the game's not over, Mike. It's not over. It's 95 to 49. Philly has them right where he wants them. Come back for the ages. Six turnovers. <laughs> he just turned what, it read Philly B's sp uh, 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 spot for us right now. Well, look, all I know is they're down, what, 59, 69? Okay. He's, he's only minus 37. Right. All right. He's three for 11 from the field. He made his one three-point attempt, 405 from the free throw line, nine rebounds. All right, we're going to say he's a big dude. And you know what? Philly B's more physical nature, I think, would probably play well in the Big 12. What would you say to that, Sheer? Got to get a little bit more physical. Got to get a little bit more skilled. Philly B, a better fit in the Big 12? Serbia only has – they have 25 turnovers, but Philly only has six of them. Don't blame – dude, don't blame Philly. That's where we're at. But, again, I'm a little bit more optimistic about Philly. Hey, bigger – what are you more optimistic about? A Pac-12 media deal by the time football season starts or Philly B with an over-under of six points for a career high this season? Uh, Philly B. Yep, uh, that's where we're at. We have absolutely no faith in this whatsoever. How many days till football starts? We like that mantra. We're going to talk about the running back room for U of A and where it uh, stands. But again, wanted to get you up to date on all the uh, Pac-12 media realignment. There's no news. Absolutely no news. Okay, now. Is USA going to lose tomorrow? What's that? 
Is USA going to lose tomorrow? I think so. Hey, let's talk about Boswell for a second here. I think it's a fair point. It was a fair point because we try to be objective here. I will say that I'm not concerned about Boswell, but the turnovers have been very – they've surprised me a little bit. He's been very – he's been somewhat careless with this uh, during this FIBA U19 game, sure. Yeah, he hasn't played well. I mean, he uh, today he did not play well. I think he was 0 for 6 from the field. It's just – it's it's weird because I think that he's a great – um example of like like he he doesn't fit in whatever offense they're trying to run it's a lot of you blame Tad Boyle yeah it's a lot of ISO you do you type of offense Tommy Lloyd is the complete opposite and so I don't have as big of a concern but um it's weird like in you watch France they play as a team really well Spain is a team really well USA is a bunch of super talented guys that are trying to out talent you and it's worked so far um, but I don't. I, I'd actually be surprised if the U.S. won the entire thing. By the way, Mark Wando, you tag us and everything. I give you a lot of props for your uh, uh, your imagination on a lot of these Klievkov things. They make me. Uh, they make it very funny. Good stuff right there. All right, now, so let's talk about Tommy Lloyd. You brought up the Tommy gun. We're going to go in depth on the Tommy gun right now. We're going to talk coaches for the next five years that you would rather have or you think are equal to the Tommy gun when it comes to uh, when it comes to college basketball. Um, there's one easy choice for me. And then after that, it starts to get a little, little, little Bill Self. Well, see, this is what I was going to say, because is it Bill Self? Isn't like, it? I, obviously, I would Bill Self to me is the best coach of the country, right? Right. But what I'm saying is five years. Are we assuming, we're assuming his health will be fine and all that. Yeah, yeah, we're assuming everybody's healthy. Heck, I'm putting Rick Pitino on this list. I mean, come on. Yeah, okay. Then, yes, Bill Self is the easy choice. Bill Self is the easy number one right there. Then, after that, I think it becomes a little convoluted. you got some guys that you would clearly take or that you might clearly take. I'm going to get beat up on your boards for saying this, but I believe that he's going to have so much talent, and I actually think he's a good coach. I would also probably take John Shire for the next five years. Yeah, I disagree. All right, you disagree, Shear. You're, 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 let me. I think Shire's going to do well at Duke, but I kind of I got to see a little bit more here. All right, so you're not taking Shire. Is there anybody else that you're clearly taking over the Tommy Gun? Clearly, besides no, Sean Miller, there's there's a few names I think. Like I, I'm going to give you one. Ready, Tommy Lloyd or Scott Drew? You know, Scott I was hoping Lloyd. you wouldn't bring that up. Um, only, do you know Scott Drew's only like 52, 53 years old? I know, dude. He's super young. And you've been – when did you finally come around on Scott Drew? Because you thought Scott Drew sucked for the longest time. Yeah, but I've liked him for the last few years. All right. But I did. I was down on him for a little bit. All right. By the way, Philly B now, 11 points, 11 rebounds, five of a kind media. Keep this running. We're, we're This is going to be an ongoing Philly B talk during this show. You made, um, yeah, four for 12. That's not bad. Oh, he just you just turned it over again, Mike. You know, seven turnovers. To no assist. You know what I worry about though with uh uh what I worry about with uh, Drew a little bit is a little bit of the Altman type thing. Again, no put down my guy. But I do worry if it that core, what he's able to do outside of that core that was so successful for so long. That's what worries me a little bit. But I think he's clearly right there in the discussion. If uh, oh hey, dude, we're gonna get to the must bus. Don't worry, man. We saved the best for last around here. Not on my but, list. Not on the my must list. Bus? Not on my list. All right. Uh, Scott Drew, I don't go Scott Drew over the Tommy gun, but he's right there in the discussion. If you want to take Scott Drew, I'm totally cool with that. What say you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I would take him over Tommy, but I think he's right there. I mean, he I does have a national I title. Differently than you. I looked at age. So I, I like who's young or younger and kind of on the uptick. So I had like four or five guys that I. All I right. So who's another one that you would clearly take over Tommy Lloyd? I don't know if there is a number. I mean, self. Bill it's Self. Right. Self's the only one. Yes, the only okay. one. Yeah, I, I have like four or five you could probably make arguments for. All right, we're going to get into some real uh, – we're going to get into some interesting ones right here. Why does this uh, – let's see here. Hold on a second. Updated reads, June. All right, we're going to get into some interesting ones right here. How about – well, you know what? Let's Let's just rip this scab off right now. Eric Musselman. You hate Eric Musselman. This has been something, buddy, that you have not been a fan of for the longest of times – um, to give you an idea, Sheer has slandered Eric Musselman. You said he would never get a Power 5 job, and if he went there, he would behave himself out of it. Two Elite Eights later, Jason Shear is sitting here getting punched in the face by the shirtless Muss. Philly just scored again. 
Yes, 13 and 11. Uh, he might get a, if he could turn it over three times in 20 seconds. <laughs> Triple double. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm not, I, I don't like how Mus, I don't think the way that Mus builds his team is sustainable, which is you're just bringing in dudes left and right from the transfer portal. They're only going to be there for a year. You're hoping everything meshes and then you're going it, to, it just, to me, it's, it's not a sustainable way of winning. All right, so you're not a, so you're not in on the must then on you're no. not in on must on this one. You don't believe you don't believe that you could make the case even for must. If you were an AD and I said, okay, we uh, we have Tommy Lloyd and Muss on the phone. You got to pick one. They'll both take the job. Who are you picking? Uh, the Tommy Gun. But yeah. um, I do. Hey, what Brad Rich? Odds of Philly B getting a double double at Arizona? I like that. No, no, calm down. You don't think that Philly B will ever get a double double at Arizona? Dude, I think the only reason he has a double-double today is because Serbia is 16 of 60. But the game's over, by the way. We have a final line. What do we got? 13 points, 4 of 12 shooting, 11 rebounds. He got an assist to end the game. So seven turnovers, one assist, and he also got a block. Well, if I were to tell you that before the game that he would have that stat line, wouldn't we take it? <laughs> would you tell me that the score was 98 to 59? I would, I would, I would say something like that. Philly B, thirteen points, eleven rebounds, seven turnovers to one assist. But you got to remember, though, Philly B is not out there to facilitate. Philly B is out there to get his. I mean, he probably looked at his teammates and said, "Who am I passing to? Like, look who I am. I'm the only dude playing college out here." That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. So Eric Musselman, though, does it bother you at all? And again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I would take the Tommy gun. So again, but. Does it bother you at all that Eric Musselman has had uh, much better tournament success than Tommy Lloyd, being that his team, his stuff's kind of been the opposite, where he's been very successful, or uh, Tommy Lloyd's been very successful during the regular season, and they've kind of struggled, whereas Musk has not, but they pick it up in the postseason. Does that bother you? Uh, I will say this. I think Tommy has to do better in the tournament this season. Right. I, I think that he, he can't. There's no first-round elimination. They have to get out of the first weekend. Right. I, I, I mean, it, it's, it is vital with Mus, Yeah. I mean, it always depends. Like it's always to me, that's the great debate with college basketball. If I told you that Arizona won the conference, but didn't make it a, out of the first weekend, would you be happier with that? As opposed to Arizona made it to the sweet 16, but finished fourth in the conference. Uh, no, I'd much rather make the sweet 16. I mean, at the end right. of the day, we, we have enough conference titles around here. It's time to step, step it up. Come tournament time. Sheer. College basketball is just weird to me in the way that we we define success. All right, we're going to get to last season was successful, but like the year they lost when they lost to Houston two years ago, was that a successful year? All things considered, yes. Last year, yeah, for sure. This past year, no, no, it just is what it is. All right, now we're going to get so you don't even put Muss in the discussion. Now, let me ask you this Would you be who do you think is more likely to make a final four in the next three years, Muss or Tommy Lloyd? Tommy Lloyd. I like that a lot. All right, now let's get to what uh, BetMGM right here. Call all right. Uh, here's the deal with BetMGM. As you all know, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. Jacob Franklin, we're talking BetMGM, so put that up there. Um, here's the deal. Uh, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to one hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager at BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Now, uh, think about it. Think about it like this. Um, if you wanted to bet Arizona right now to be able to, let's say, win, well, let's just say Arizona to win the uh, na uh, national title, you would want to go to bet, bet MGM right there. Enter code PHNX. Check out, check out the show notes for details. Let's hear great Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now we're back to coaches here. Uh, Jason Shear is drawing a hard line at M Eric Musselman right there. He's saying that Eric Musselman, he would not rather have him for the next five years. Fair enough. All right, Tom Izzo. I'm going Tommy Gunn over Tom Izzo because I think, first of all, he's in the Big Ten. But second of all, 
they got a loaded team this year, but Michigan State's kind of fallen off this last four or five years. It kind of feels a little bit like the end of the loot reign right there, but he does have a loaded roster this year, Sheer. Yeah, but like, is this an example of what I said before? Like, I take his age into account. Like, I, who knows what he's going to be like in five years? You know, it's just, he's old. Let's just assume he's fine. But he's old. I don't like old dudes. I'm an ageist. How old is Tom Mizzo? He's not as old as he's 68 years old. Yeah, that's fine, dude. That's the 68's the new 38. Come on. Um, I mean, he's a really good coach, but Izzo's Izzo's weird to me too, because he hasn't been the Izzo of previous years, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly a very good coach, but he hasn't been like before it was like Tom Izzo making a final four or or, you know, guaranteed. And I like Izzo, but no, by the way, we just we just got a text message from the great William Brad Alice. He just said, do we know what happened with Chief? No, we don't know what happened with Chief, and that's a good thing. Um, it was not my – I didn't do any, anything, though. But if you did, you did, you were doing the, you were doing God's work right there. All right, Izzo, I go Tommy Lloyd over him as well. I think a Tommy – I think he's got a lot more upside. All right, now one that I've got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for, Rick Patino. First of all, Rick Patino – is in Rick Pitino needs to be in college basketball. I don't care if he's a scumbag. I don't care what what you say about him. Rick Pitino is the man. He won a ton of games at St. John's. All right, excuse me, at Iona. <laughs> Saul Bookman right here, chief piece. Um, he won a ton of games at Arizona or at Iona. You look at what he's doing at St. John's. Sheer. He's already brought in. This was a bad team. They're already going to be. They're already considered a fringe top twenty-five team. Brought in Jordan Dingle, a guy that everybody wanted, along with uh, Wilcher from North Carolina. He kept an NBA guy. Rick Pitino in college basketball is good for each other. I believe if I could have Rick Pitino or Tom Izzo for the next five years, I would take Rick Pitino. Sheer. He's seventy years old. Yeah, but dude, hey, on a, on a serious note. When it comes to older coaches, and we're going to say older coaches, I'm of the opinion that I know it when I see it. Now, listen, they can fall off quickly. You and I covered the end of the loot era. We both knew that, you know, loot was not loot at the end. When I watch Rick Pitino, um, I see a guy that's still incredibly sharp that coached a oh, solid that coached uh, <laughs> that coached a uh, um um. You watch him; he's put together a roster. I do not diminish Rick Pitino right here. I think I and St. John's. I think he's going to kill it. St. John's. That was an easy hire for St. John's. Uh, it comes down to like, who do I like? Can I trust Rick Pitino to coach my team for five years? Let's just say you can. <laughs> so, so you want me to take Rick Pitino and change what we know and just take his coaching? Just take his coaching and what he's been That's able to add. Coach X's and O's. He he's one he's of one of the best coaches ever. Absolutely. But I don't know if I can say if I hire you now and have you for five years, you're going to leave my program in better shape than when you came. Wait a second. You don't think he's going to leave St. John's in better shape than when he came? I don't know. There's Uh, a lot of Italian restaurants in New York, man. (laughs) All right. But he's done a really good job recruiting. He's going to get the players. um, Why? I don't understand this. I saw Bookman right here. You can't, Mike. He's gone after three years. Who are we to say that? His history, it, it's, it's, you think he was in Louisville for like 20 years. But Louisville's Louisville. It's not St. John's. If he doesn't win at St. John's in the first two years, he's gone. Don't you think, if though, that, wins. don't you think, though, that he's going to win at St. John's? I'm not like you do. You think the dude's going to win like the, the national championship when he's at St. John's? You do. You absolutely do. He's not. Final four? Who has the next better five years in the Big East, St. John's or Xavier? Oh, I'm going St. John's. You got to bet on that one. That's easy, Xavier. I do apologize because we came up with this topic late. I should have sent a graphic to, to uh, Sean to put in here because this would have been a fantastic graphic. The pros and the cons right here. Um, Rick Pitino though has a uh, Rick Pitino has a little bit of a sizzle to him. We're gonna keep. We're gonna. Uh, we're going to. Uh, we're gonna keep this one on the side burner for a little bit. All right, you and Saul Bookman, the great Saul Bookman, are both on record as saying that you're skeptical of Rick Pitino. Yeah, he's right. not even on my list. Fair enough. You guys can be wrong together. I've worked for both of you guys, so that probably says something about where I am and where both of you are. But uh, so, all right. Now let's talk about. By the way, Saul's a better boss than you. A much better boss than you. Oh, I'm sure he pays you. So 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. That does help. Um, <laughs> now let's talk Tony Bennett. Yep, he's on my list. <laughs> I can't. I'm not saying I would take him over Tommy, but it's a debate. He's like 50 years old. I can't watch that style though. Oh, I hate the style, but he he wins. He's a good coach, man. There's no doubt about it. Would you but, rather? All right. He yes. Unfortunately, I do have to say that he's probably in that discussion right there. I don't like it at all, but he's in that discussion. But I can't watch that brand of basketball, though. No, I agree completely. Like, it's a boring basketball, but he's a really good coach. And he's He's a really good coach, and he's into the discussion. Right. He... He's, he's in the discussion, but again, uh, Tony Clifton put it very well. I fall asleep watching Bennett's teams. That is a big, big part of this right But here. it's not like Muss has exciting basketball. You don't watch Muss and go like, oh, this is – it's horrible to watch. No, but you know what Muss – Muss is all about the to – quote, uh, to quote R. Kelly, Muss is about the after party. <laughs> That's like because Arkansas basketball is super boring to watch. It is because it's just high – it's just pick and – it's just pick and roll, high, uh, high ball isos. But at the end of the day, you also know it's going to be fun. Rich Carrillo has entered in here. Mike and Shear. St. Mary's Randy Bennett blows Tommy Lloyd out of the water. Rich, you do not like Tommy or Tommy Bennett. You do not like Tony or you do not like Tommy Lloyd. I get it, but you're going a little bit overboard yeah, right here. Tommy Gunn's back. Calm down. We you don't have you don't have Randy Bennett in that list, do you? No, I can tell you my whole list right now. All right, well, no, no. This is called a tease here. I'm trying to get better at teases. We're not going to go with that one right there. All right, so you don't have – you don't, or you have Tony Bennett in that list of where you can make the case. Yes. So you don't have a man in Rick Pitino that's got like seven Final Fours, multiple national – I did this differently than you. I, I took age into account. Well, right, but I didn't put Roy Williams on the list, though, either. I mean, like, heck, are we – I mean, if we're going this route, why not Jay Wright? For sure. All right. Let's try to keep this on. The thing about the AZ Wildcats podcast is we try to keep everything linear, like the Pac-12 media deal. Um, TJ Van Martyr, TJ Tua on Twitter, came in late. Did we already discuss Sean Miller? Sheer against his better judgment did not put Sean on this list, even though I know in his secret list, I'm going to ask Shelby about this. I guarantee you that Sean Miller is on that list. I have my list right here. Sean Miller is not on the list. All right. Who's your next guy? Let's hear your next guy. Uh, the next guy I'm pulling it up is uh, Nate Oates. Yes, Nate Oates is on my list too. Um, I don't feel good about it. Don't get me wrong; like I don't want him to be on my list. But Nate Oates, Nate Oates was a really like we got to be honest though for a second here. Nate Oates was a really good hire. Um, one thing I can say about Burn: Burn hires good coaches. Um, not good people. Not good people, but definitely good coaches. Nate Oates, Nate Oates is a really good coach. And yes. we see that we saw that firsthand against Buffalo. Oh, Sean Miller diss right there, Sheer. <laughs> but Nate Oates, like in all seriousness, Nate Oates, the way he's recruiting at Alabama, the way that he can just run really good players off because we're going to bring in other good players, that's definitely generally something that is um, you know, that's self-sustaining, and it doesn't feel like he's a flash in the pan either. Yeah, I mean, he's a good coach. There's just no debate about it. Um, you know, you want to see him have maybe a little more tournament success with Alabama this past year, but it, he, it's clearly he knows what he's doing and he's going to be successful there with the resources and all that for quite a while. Do we uh, – well, it's now, real real quickly, Javon Quinterly is back in the transfer portal. Um, Javon Quinterly from the, uh, from the Book Richardson era, getting his seventh year of eligibility right here. It's uh, it is interesting because he actually did turn out to be a pretty good player. He's been hurt, but he's not a bad player. No, and, and it's funny when he entered the portal, I texted someone with Xavier, and I said, "Please." You texted Sean and asked him about it. It wasn't Sean, but I texted someone with Xavier and I said, "Please take Javon Quinterly." And the exact quote was, "Man, come on, we can't do that." <laughs> like, it's That'd like, be great. Not that he's not good enough, but it's like, no, no, no. Can you imagine the optics of that? All right, bigger fish. When was the last time you went to Circle K? Uh, the other day, coming back from Yuma. What did you get? I uh, just got a soda. Nice little drink. All right. Yeah. I went there and I actually thought about getting a bologna sandwich, but I didn't because what could go wrong with gas station meat? But <laughs> Circle K, though, is fantastic. You go in there. Here's the great thing. When you're pumping your gas, you can see the PHNX grates, many of them talking to you as you're pumping the gas. 
Also, you can get a Polar Pop or if you're like Sheer and you got kids and they're, you know, they're feeding for a little bit of Circle K in the meantime, it's there for you. So again, make sure you're not missing out all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find Circle K's near you. Again, oh, and the best thing I can say about this is Circle K is for the people by the people. You go to the toughest intersections in Tucson, we have decided Shears Grant and Oracle, correct? Yeah, times have changed. All right. Or you can go to Law and Cantata, and guess what you're going to find? A Circle K. I got two right by my house. I mean, I'm going to say, Shear lives lives in the, I live in the hood, Shear lives in the city, right? Or Shear lives in the uh, nicer areas. All right. Brad Rich, Mike looking at the Circle K sushi thinking, "Hmm." I was trying to rationalize it, but uh, all right. Let's see here. B-Cat. All right, guys, we got to keep this serious here. We love Murph on the show, a charter member of the Back the A movement. You and I have been together multiple times when Murph has yelled out Back the A. Do you want to tell the people about how Murph scolded me at Section 7, though? Uh, It was during a game, and Mike from across the court yelled out, Murph, Murph, Back the A. And Murph just shook his head like, you know when you're a parent and you're super disappointed in your kid? That was Murph. Yeah, I felt really, really bad. Dude, I felt really bad about it, but Murph did also uh, message me, and he says, appreciate your backing. Just don't do that anymore. <laughs> and then I said, appreciate backing the A, Murph. Get it? All right. Okay, rank the Pac-12 coaches. That's actually a good one right here. Um, Tommy's number one. Number two is obvious, I think. Do we go Cronin two and then uh, Dana three? Yeah. And then Andy Enfield four? We're not putting Bobby Hurley on here. By the way, though, one thing I did find out at Section 7, everybody that knows Bobby Hurley likes Bobby Hurley. Yeah, I've met Bobby Hurley uh, a few times off away from coaching. He's a super good dude. Yeah. I know people hate to hear that, but everyone likes him. All right. We like Bobby Hurley. But you hate Danny Hurley. Uh, Danny Hurley rubs me the wrong way. All right. Good coach. That's called a segue right there. Danny Hurley. Yeah. Ooh. You got to put Danny Hurley on that list. You just got, yeah. you have to. Yeah. I actually forgot about him. He wasn't on my list. But oh, you, yeah. so you forgot the defending national title. That's good prep work, Sheer. Well, I, I just, I crossed out all the Hurley nations. So yeah. But Danny Hurley on, on a serious note, um, I tweeted this out and Doug Gottlieb actually messaged me. Look at me throwing names around Murph Gottlieb. <laughs> but um, I tweeted out, I said that uh, Danny Hurley is a lot like Bob Stoops. And Bobby Hurley is a lot like Mike Stoops, where, you know, and I think there's a lot to that. Yes, he is combustible, but you also watch him, though, and you get the sense that Danny Hurley has an underlying idea of what he's going to be doing there. Whereas with Bobby Hurley, I feel it's throw the ball out there and we're going to run. Yeah, Bobby's kind of a a do-you type of guy. And from what I understand, he doesn't really coach defense and practices, and I guarantee you Danny Hurley does. Look at Brad Rich. I love that comparison. After Brad Rich got away from the two uh, first names and got it, we're all uh, we're all uh, uh, simpatico around here. All right, but uh, Danny Hurley is clearly on that list right there. Yes, I would agree with that. Who else you got? John Calipari next up for me. Oh, no. I don't have that at all. I am not putting Calipari on there. As a matter of fact, I'm also – Wondering if Calipari has an exit route this year at uh, Kentucky because let's be honest here, Sheer, they've underachieved. I, I'm always, you know, I, I've said this before how I'm a, a strict believer in um, you got to leave when the time is right. And I think Calipari has screwed up and stayed at Kentucky for too long. Uh, he's got to get out. I, I think he, his, his career it will like diminish over. He's, I mean, he, he, the thing is, he's still recruiting, generally speaking. Like, he lucked into Trey Mitchell, for instance, with the whole West Virginia thing. But if he doesn't win this year, I, I think he's got to get out. Do we is, – is the uh, – and we're all over college basketball because uh, I've always felt he's one of the most overrated coaches in college basketball history. And it, to me, it's very simple. And I get into this argument all the time, and people call me a homer. I am a homer, and I take, a, I, I take no offense to that. Lute Olson, to me, in the grand scheme of things, is a better college basketball coach than John Calipari was. They both have one national title. They One's got, I think, six Final Fours. The other has five. But Lute also did it at Arizona and at Iowa. I put Lute Olson higher up than I do John Calipari in the all-time pecking order. 
Are you counting the UMass title, or is that the one? Uh, no, he didn't win a title. He just got to the Final Four. That's right. Um, Come on, Sheer. I, uh, yeah, I mean. You can, be, on, you can be honest. Like, I think Calipari is a good coach. I really do. I don't think he's a bad coach. The problem is when you bring in top class after top class after top class, and you can't win another title, that's going to hang over your head. I mean, because the dude – might literally be the best recruiter of all time. He is the best recruiter of all time. You look around every single team in the NBA. They all have Kentucky All-Stars. You name a team. Let's bring up the Knicks. You've got Julius Randle. Let's bring up the Suns. you got Devin Booker. Let's bring up uh, – I can just keep going. You get the point. Yeah, but, like, to have Anthony Davis, like, to have that talent and only the amount of titles he has, it's, it's disappointing overall. Right. Now, now. Is there any chance? I know what Shear's goal is right here in all of this. There's an underlying goal about bashing John Calipari that we all need to know about. Your goal is to get Sean Miller to Kentucky. Well, Sean, I don't think Sean would do it. Really? I don't think Sean's made for Kentucky. By the way, this is funny. Breaking news. San Diego State will deliver a notice to the Mountain West that it is not withdrawing from the league. Ooh. Now, how does that work? I don't know. It's awesome. That was, uh, that was, uh, yeah. That I'm just saying, man, I'll believe the TV deal when I see it. That's where I'm at with this one. By the way, one thing you don't have to believe to see is Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Now, everybody knows about the Four Peaks last year on the U of A basketball roster. It was Umar Ballo, leader of men, um, Azulis Tabellas, Henry Vasar, and Dylan Anderson. Now, Shear tried to run off Dylan Anderson, and Dylan Anderson, along with Frank Caliendo's, I don't want to put that, um, <laughs> decided to come back. So the Peaks are back, and the Peaks are back for more. And But here's what you got to remember, though. The, the real Four Peaks is the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Okay. Now, um, I do like Ed Cooley, by the way, Five of Kind Media. I think that was a good hire from George, for Georgetown. What say you, Sheer? Yeah, Ed Cooley's another one of those good dudes. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's not, he's on, not on our list, list though. Right. And I, I, got, I, got, I got a few more. I got some hot take guys, too. All right, let's go. Let's go. Feed them to me. You ready for your first hot take guy? I got two of them. Number one, Chris Beard. <laughs> I love it. I debated a long time about putting Chris Beard on there. Um, I don't do <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying yes. this. He's a really good coach. He's a good – yeah, for, forget the others. I don't want to say forget, but, you know, in terms of a coach – Good coach, man. Is there a more exciting coaching duo in all of col or, uh, college sports than Lane Kiffin and Chris Beard? Yeah, it's awesome. I would love to cover that. I have no problem with Chris Beard. I wouldn't put him on there because he's another guy that doesn't know how to coach offense, which greatly bothers me. But, man, he can put together rosters. That Texas roster last year, I think you could make the case was the uh, most talented roster in all of college hoops. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. He's. I mean, I, I could hear it. I could hear the debate. All right, That's now coach in the country. I got one more hot name for you. There are no big ten. No big ten coaches need apply. No, I thought about. Well, you said Izzo. Right, Izzo, yeah, but Izzo to me is kind of the the outlier to any, everything. I don't have anyone. I mean, you could argue that Matt Painter's. No, you can't. I saw somebody no, no, no. on your board put Nobody that. You can't. It. He's been good at Purdue for Purdue, but you're not taking him over Tommy. You're not. He's not on that list. All right, who's your other one? Mick Cronin. Let's, we got to talk about Mick Cronin. Um, I'm sheer thought it was a dumb hire. I actually get a little bit of credit because Brogan convinced me that it was a pretty good hire. And um, he's been good for UCLA. Here's my problem, though, with him. I definitely think there's a Ben Howland aspect to him, though, where I can see him kind of – I can see him being run out of L.A., to be honest with you. I mean, he's now having to recruit very internationally – very internationally, but he's also, you look at the domestic five-star kids that he's brought in and let's be honest here, Peyton Watson, um, uh, uh, Bailey. Uh, there's another one as well that I think I'm forgetting, but um, these guys have not panned out and that's not a great recruiting tool when you're trying to keep all the California kids home while the Tommy guns coming in and taking them. I thought the, um, it was glaring what Giovanni at ESPN tweeted about Cronin, which was basically that 
the domestic players hadn't said a lot of good, like Amari Bailey. When he went to UCLA, Amari Bailey was supposed to be a lottery pick. Right. And he's got that potential. Right. Wound up falling in second. It would not surprise me at all if Amari Bailey was a really good pro. I think he has that type of game. Right. Um, There's other guys that didn't go as high as they maybe thought they would. And then there's other guys like Aquas that, that did, you know? And, and so, uh, I like your Spanish accent here. That's good. Did you know that Cronin's only 51 years old? I know it feels like he's 81. Yeah. I mean, I'm really curious too, to see how they do in the big 10. They should do well, but I mean, they think Arizona fans are like the worst people on earth. And that's like the big 10 every night. Right. For sure. Oh, dude. Can you imagine having to watch that? Oh, it's a different type of game too. Like I, I'm not saying UCLA is going to suck in the big 10, but it, it it's a different type of game, different type of travel, different type of atmospheres. It's not going to be easy right away. When Andy Enfield goes in and dominates the big 10, there's going to be a lot of apologies, a lot of tears that are going to be shed. What happens when Arizona goes like five and zero against big 10 teams this year? I think it's going to happen. You think they beat Michigan state and Palm Springs? That's the one that I'm a little concerned about. You at Purdue. Do you want to know? Do you want the people to know what you said about uh, Umar Ballo and uh, Zach Eady? Umar's going to kill Zach Eady. You said that he would eat him alive. Him alive. Okay, I backed the A. You said sheer. You've never been so wrong in your life. I said, Mike, I backed the A. Umar is a leader of men. We're going. We. I'm going. We are going to go into Indianapolis and destroy Purdue. Right. Now, let's talk about Altman for a second. We get uh, Altman the last two years has sucked. I mean, there's no way around it. But I also think it's kind of been a loser group of players. Gary A isn't good. Um, the uh, Will Richardson, kind of a weenie. Um, he does, he he definitely has a new roster this year. Uh, you got in Folly Dante back, who's the best big in the conference. That obviously was big for him. You've ob- you also have um Excuse me. You've also you're bringing in Mookie Cook. You're bringing in Jackson Shellstad. You're bringing in Kwame Evans. You got our guy Nate Biddleback, Crete, Nebraska, as you know, TJ Van Marder, TJ Tua. Um, I can see Oregon winning the conference. I can see him finishing fifth. Yeah, you want another hot Oregon take for you? The best player in that class will be Jackson Shellstad. But is that even a hot take? Isn't he almost? He was a top twenty-five kid at this point. Is he? What? What's Mookie? Mookie fell way. Mookie fell. Yeah, uh, this is gonna sound. Bad. Mookie's like thirty-eight now, dude. I mean, for me, this is gonna sound bad. So Mookie became a movie star. You know, he was in the NBA, whatever it was, Space Jam, whatever it was, and he, he got a little fat. Mookie's gonna be better than your guys' ranking, though. Mookie is Mookie is twenty seventh, and yeah, man, we knew Shell's that all the way up to twenty fourth. I don't Told think Kwame Evans either. Is that just because we Arizona didn't get Kwame Evans, so therefore yeah, you have to say you didn't want him? Want him anyway. That's a good point. That's fair. Um, Kelvin Sampson uh, is an interesting one. I love Kelvin Sampson. I love the style of play he brings. But Shear is an ageist, so Shear is not going to want Kelvin Sampson. But I think Kelvin Sampson, if you were to tell me in the next five years that he was going to be more successful than Arizona, it wouldn't totally shock me, Shear. Would it shock you if I told you that Sampson is younger than Tom Izzo? How old is Kelvin Sampson? He's only 67. That's not bad. No, I, I like him. The, the oldest coach that you would never guess he's so old is Leonard Hamilton. You know, I almost put Leonard Hamilton on this list. You know who else I almost put on this list was Jim Laranaga. I like him. Do you know Leonard Hamilton? You would never know this looking at him. Is 74 years old. Right, but that's what I'm talking about, though. Why do we dismiss why do we dismiss somebody just because they're old? There's a lot of hip old people. Yeah, I mean, because he's also not doing well lately. Um, Jim Laranaga did well. Rick Pitino did well. So, uh, yeah, but like Florida State was nine and twenty-three last year. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I wouldn't have put him, but Laranaga would have been the one that I would have been interested. How old is Jim Laranaga? Oh, he's like he's like eighty-six. He's seventy-three. But he's but again, when you're a hip seventy-three, that matters. By the way, Brad Rich put it very well. Look at this, uh, Jacob Franklin. If you could put this in here, right here, Jacob Franklin, Brad Rich. Jacob Franklin is not listening to me right now. I will do this myself. I'm just kidding with you, dude. Ballo in the Maui Invitation, a leader of men. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Who's I'm just kidding with you, man too. What's that? Who's Duke's big man? Uh, Philip Kowski. That's their center? That's their five? Yeah. Umar can't guard Philip Kowski. No, I'm going to say, I think Arizona <laughs> loses to Duke. I Who hate this. I think Duke. What's that? 
Oh, Arizona cannot go to Duke and beat Duke. That would be. I think. I mean, they can, but that would be an unreal win. I think Duke's the best team in the country, to be honest with I you. Do too. I hate Duke. saying that. We're probably going to lose a couple live stream viewers right now, but we're going to go an hour on this show today because we've got a lot to get to. And I'm bummed because I'm not allowed to work Tuesday. Um, got to take the day off. Saul Bookman told me, Mike, you got to take the day off. I'm bummed yeah, about I'm it, but you know what? Following orders. I'm going on vacation next week again. Where are you going? I'm just going to Vegas for a few days. Oh, I'm going to be in Tahoe in two weeks. There we go. Dude, all right. Now, um, oh, we got some reads to get to here. Oh, Illegal Pete's. Sheer, when was the last time you went to Illegal Pete's? In a little bit, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Now, kick off your Margarita Mondays at Illegal Pete's, exclusive to Arizona locations. $3 margs all day, every Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a hmm, a few margaritas. And don't forget about a Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos all day, every day. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, and veggie tacos for two bucks. Um, So swing by and start your day right with Illegal Pete's. Check it out. All right. Um, Oh, and I got one more read. Uh, And then we're going to get to a little bit of Arizona football here, and then we're going to sign off. But then I got Saturday Neon. All right, Saturday Neon. Now you might say, Mike, how did you get such a cool-looking backdrop here? Saturday Neon. That's where it comes from. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. This company was this basically this company was basically started by people like Mike Luke and Jason Shear, salt of the earth, two friends that put this together and made this great product that we would never be able to make. Check it out, SaturdayNeon.com. Um, all right, now we're getting some questions coming in hot and heavy. How many commitments are we going to get when Shear goes to Vegas? Shear. I think there will be a commitment next week. Uh, I'm going on a Sunday to a Tuesday. So there might not be. Usually when I drive, I think the last like 10 times I've driven, there's a commitment. Like right when I get to the uh, the Hoover Dam, so I have no phone connection. All right. And that's when Elijah Rushing is going to move up his commitment date and say that we will uh, we will be assigning with Arizona. Brad Rich said to follow on yesterday. Oh, sure. You're getting called out for being a liar. To follow on yesterday's pod, Shear's comment on him liking Dylan Anderson, but him not being a very good player, comes on at the 15-22 mark on the with Tommy Lloyd's roster finally set pod on 6-16. Shear, you're being called out by your own board members. Did I say literally he's not a very good player? Were those my exact words? I'm going to take the great Brad Rich. It is uh, um, got to avoid joining it's that group of people. When you're going after a girl and you say she has a nice personality, you know? Well, I mean, that's, that's like essentially what you said about Dylan. Yeah, no, that's what that is. All right. Um, now let's get to uh let's get to a little bit of Arizona football, then we're gonna sign off. By the way, Brad Rich Ballow in the Maui Invitational was a leader of men. We need more of that. Arizona's running back room. Gotta give a little bit of love to Arizona football here. We're gonna start really uh uh getting hot and heavy with this next week. But first, um let's talk about uh yes, yeah, there it is, Brad Brad Rich calling you out. Um now Arizona's running back room, I believe, is one of the top three running back rooms in the entire conference here. We've been talking about the receivers, but you got Michael Wiley, you got Jonah Coleman, you got DJ Williams, you're bringing in Brandon Coleman, you got Speedy Luke, Fam as well. I think the under running back is being a little bit slept on at the U of A here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, it, it's... It's a good situation to have. I wonder how they're going to divide the carries. That's my biggest question, but it's not a lack of talent. I mean, that's for sure. And and the thing that I, I said this before that I like is that each guy kind of complements the other. Like DJ right. Williams and Jonah Coleman are somewhat similar. Wiley's not. Um, Speedy Luke is very different from the other guys. Brandon Johnson isn't going to play. He's a true freshman, but they like him quite a bit. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see how they divide the carries. And I think we're going to see a lot of two-back sets. And I think we're going to see sets where running backs are lined up in the slot as wide receivers. There's a lot of people that wonder, you know, what kind of uh, uh, family environment and whatnot that Jed Fish has here. Melo Alvarez, we appreciate you, but we got to talk about this a little bit. Um, I got to say this, though. The fact that you got Michael Wiley back, um, Michael Wiley had some options. He might not be an NFL player, but at the same, same time, he also played very, very well for Arizona down the stretch. And he projects as one of the better running backs in the conference. I think Michael Wiley is one of the few gifts that Kevin Sumlin actually left here. Yeah, I love Michael Wiley. I'm laughing because there's there's more realignment news. But uh, What's more realignment news? Yeah, we'll get back to Wiley. What's up? Your mark's the best because he timed it where <laughs> – 
The Big 12 has signed and executed its television contracts with Fox and ESPN. The completion of the deal. So they completed the deal today. As San Diego State is basically also <laughs> saying that we're, we, we might not go to the conference. This is awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, man. What, what's and Again, Melo Alvarez, you can come back now. Let's talk about this, though, for a second here, and we'll get back to Arizona running backs, and we'll sign off. But um, your mark gets it, dude. Your mark – nobody has ever one-up your mark and all of this stuff. Your mark is a troll, and he gets things done. We like that, Sheer. Yeah. I, it's like me. I'm a troll, but I get my stuff done. You get your stuff done. You cause fights with everyone on Twitter. But at the same time, I'm guessing that you feel that they deserve it. You fight. You're like, uh, you only fight for a good reason. Like people that I'm a man of the people, right? right? Like that's what I am. I do it for the kids. All right. Now let's talk about the running back room for a little bit. Uh, expectations. One thing that I would like to see a little bit more. I'd like to see a little bit more DJ Williams this year. Um, I, I know what you're going to say. I'm just, go ahead. He's got to stay healthy though. I mean, the, the reason we didn't see more DJ Williams last year is because he wasn't healthy. They love DJ Williams. He just has to stay healthy. Right. Because I believe that he's got a little bit of a dynamic factor that the other two in front of him don't have necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it, when, when Arizona brought DJ Williams here, a coach told me he has something that the other guys don't. And that wasn't a knock on a guy like Michael Wiley or whatever. That is a, when this guy gets going, if you watch him like his first year at Auburn, he was an animal. Like he right. was killing SEC defenses and, and he's just got a different gear. He hasn't been able to stay healthy at Arizona. If he stays healthy, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If there's a very real competition between him and Jonah Coleman for the second back. All right, Sheriff, we're going to sign off here. More realignment news, which means it's a great time on Monday to have Tony Altimore back on. Tony, we love you. Sheer, where can they find you causing problems doing all your stuff? Uh, wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter and uh, the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby. And tomorrow, uh, well, the rest of the day, I'll be mourning Philly B. Being, no, I think Philly B has one more game, actually. I think there's a loser's bracket. The end of the day, Philly B had a double double and flirted with a triple double. Yeah. Haters going to hate. Right. Brad Rich, by the way, great. Everybody on here, great remarks as always. Appreciate all you. Brad Rich, you're allowed to make fun of me. I was just giving you a hard time. We expect people to come in here and make fun of me. I break your hand with my jaw. That's what we do right there. <laughs> Cheer for Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday with a lot of realignment talk. For Jason Shear, Jacob Franklin, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.